spreading Cajun across the nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin' Review, made by the fans for the fans. Cajun Nation, happy Saturday, happy game day to you. It's time for Raging Review pregame. Matt Miguez, Jerry Bear, Man About Town, Josh Jagno. Playing a little ACDC for you this morning as the Cajuns go back in black tonight against the Jags from Hancock-Whitney Stadium in Mobile. 7 o'clock kickoff, ESPN Plus, ESPN 1420. Gentlemen, good morning. And Jerry, safe travels to you, sir. Thank you. Man, morning, Matt. You, you know, Jerry, I, I'm, I'm going to start with you. I am I am incredibly jealous of you right now. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I had to uh, at least go check out that new down there um i know they put a lot of time and effort and and it took many many years for uh, the south alabama board and students and whole entire mobile community to build a new stadium on their campus and i'm uh, looking forward to seeing what they have i know we had jt crabtree on the other day and he talked about the beauty of what the stadium has to offer and what it does for the community so Hopefully we have a good atmosphere there, and I hope that uh, a lot of Cajun fans are doing what I'm doing right now and headed towards uh, headed towards Mobile, Alabama, right now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we'll travel. You know, we'll travel well. I think there will be a large contingency of of Cajun fans making that short trip to Mobile. Um, you know, let's get into the game right now. Cajuns three and one on the year so far, one and zero in the Sun Belt Conference. South Alabama comes in with a perfect record of three and zero. Um, all time, Louisiana leads this series seven to two, including winning each of the last five meetings. So, you know, on paper, statistically, this is a game that Louisiana should be able to go to Mobile and take care of business. However, this is a very, very difficult South Alabama team to to dissect, to understand. I mean, Kane Womack's got them off to a 3-0 start for the first time since, I mean, I can really remember. I see a lot of people saying uh, we should go to South Alabama and take care of business and all this stuff. I'm just telling you. And look, another, another thing that's been coming up in conversation is that they haven't played anybody. Southern Miss is bad. Alcorn State is SCC or uh, FCS. Um, and then who was the other team that they blasted? 
Uh, Southern Miss. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. So Bowling Green went up to Minnesota and won. So that ought to tell you. They can play a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm scared of playing on the road a, a team that has confidence, that feels good about themselves. So, I, first of all, the spread is crazy. Twelve and a half is it's crazy. Uh, I, I just hope we win. I just hope we win. We're going on the road. And we're going into a hostile environment in a in a with the school opening a new stadium. And uh, I don't know. Is this the first time that they played? No, this is not the first time. This is the second year, right? Yeah, but this is going to be the first time with a full house. Okay, so first time with a full house. Okay, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, they're going to be. I mean, you can, I'm already getting reports from people on the ground. A lot of people here, a lot of tailgating going on, people feeling good about the game, people feeling good about being in a new stadium, and they all, like you said, it's going to be a packed house. So I know that they have campaign after campaign to get people in the stands. I'm just telling you, we got a kicker injured, so we're going with Nate, which, look, ton of confidence in Nate. The only thing that Nate has to get right is belief because we know he has the leg and we know he has the talent. So – but that's an issue. Offensive line injury, issue. I mean, come on. We, everything starts and stops with the offensive line. If we can't run the ball, if we can't protect the passer, we can do nothing offensively. And it's not like we've been an offensive juggernaut so far this season. It's so, so defense is starting to look better. It seems like they're progressing, getting better and better every game. Good to have Farad back for a second straight week at full health. Uh, Zion fits that as well. Still, man. This is not a game that we're walking into South Al or South Alabama, excuse me, and just we're not going to roll this team. If they go and and not and don't turn the ball over, Jake Bentley's playing better and better on paper. If you look at his game, game by game progression, he gets better and better and better. Uh, I'm very concerned about this game, and I'm not talking about covering the spread. I'm talking about winning the game. Yeah, just winning, right? Um, you know, one thing I, I was talking to somebody about. Um, I, I was asked, in my opinion, what the the biggest thing we'd have to do tonight in order to win the game. And this is going to sound kind of like a, yeah, no shit kind of answer. But we have to put pressure on Jake Bentley. He is not, a, he is not a mobile quarterback. He is a quarterback that wants to stand in the pocket and dissect you with his arm. If you well, put pressure he, he, on him and make him run out of the pocket, that is when he's going to make mistakes. Well, first of all, he's a pocket passer. That they, they run a very similar offense to Troy. Um, they, their offense is built to throw the football, uh, and that's where that's where I think the Cajun secondary it actually works. Look, the, the Cajun front seven is you know they they pretty much have a good reputation, but you know the Cajun secondary even like when you saw them against Nichols. Uh, and, and even against Georgia Southern a few times, they really haven't been playing up to par of what they're capable of. And, and look, they, overall, they're still, they're still very talented. They're still very athletic. They're still very fast. But this is going to be a game where the Cajun secondary is going to be tested um, because South Alabama has a very talented receiving core and a, and a gunslinger at quarterback. So this would be the perfect game where the Cajun secondary can come in, step up, make plays, Maybe force a turnover or two, maybe get an interception or two, but it, it, this is going to be a game where they're going to be they're going to be the main focus on defense today. I think that's going to be the matchup is South Alabama's passing game against the Cajun secondary. Uh, reiterating what Jock said, this is this is a perfect trap game. Um, everything 
Uh, every every single ounce of characteristics going at the kickoff spell trap game. Um, they got the whiteout going on. They've got a lot of excitement around town. Uh, you know, JT said it the other night. I mean, this is probably their most hyped home game since 2014, almost a decade ago. Um, and so they're three and zero. They're on. They're on. They're on a high right now. They've had a bye week where we played some pretty a pretty sluggish game last week. But I also think, on the other hand, on a positive note, I think this is a good game for the Cajuns to get going. Um, you know, the offense hasn't played a full game yet. They really haven't been able to click on all cylinders. I think if they get the rushing attack going tonight against the South Alabama defense that's really good against the run, that's going to build confidence. And I think if Levi can do what he did last week with the passing game and this team comes full circle, I think this could be a very uh, uh, breakout game for the offense, which would be perfect. Not wanting to look ahead, but would be perfect going into next uh, matchup or next game against that. So this is the game, even though it's a trap game, this is a game where the Cajuns have to click. Not just because you want to avoid the trap game, but you have to click because the schedule doesn't get much easier from here on out. I'm going to push back a little bit on the idea that it's a trap game. When you say trap game, that kind of gives off the, the vibe of, we're just such a better team and we play down to South Al because we have App State next week. I would argue if you look at the way the teams have played leading up to this game, we're playing. I'm not talking about on paper and talent and all that stuff. I'm talking about just looking at the way we play the game in 2021. I would say we're playing about the same level of football. In fact, I would say that South Alabama's defense has played more complete games uh, than the Cajuns. So I don't think it's a trap game. I think it's a game that it's – a, it's an evenly matched game. And, again, I'm not looking at it on paper and I'm not looking at the level of talent that we think we have. Just on the field, if you watch the teams play, they're playing at a, a pretty even-footed game. So I don't know if it's a trap game. I hope they're not looking at the App State because if they are, we're going to get our asses kicked today. Well, just a counter. Just a counter. I'm going to counter back at you. So um... – when I say I say it's a trap game because there's a reason why. I mean, what's the point spread right now? 12, is it 12 and a half or 12? 12 and a half. It's 12 and a, it's 12 and a half, but at the same time, Georgia Southern is a two-point favorite against Arkansas State, who's going to win by 30. So, I mean, our, Vegas is wrong a lot. I mean, look, we went 11 and 0 last year. Come on. Well, no, Vegas can be wrong a lot, but the point is the reason why they put it as a 12 and a half point game is because they feel that we're heavier favorites. And so my point is, yeah, I agree with you that we're playing the same, brand, uh, I guess, the same quality of football. But on paper, we're kind of playing beneath ourselves. Um, I feel that we really haven't played a full game yet outside of, you can argue Ohio was a full game. But then in that game, we had some places where we could improve. Um, I, I still call it a trap game because we're still a 12.5 point favorite. And I feel like on paper, we're still a lot better than the way we've performed uh, these past four games. So, I still would personally consider it a trap game. I know where Josh, I know where you're coming from, man. I definitely get it. But if we play the way we're supposed to play, there's no reason why this game should be any less than two touchdowns. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I just think that we're a lot better than what we've shown so far. I hear you. I, I do. I really do understand what you're saying. And I just wanted to play devil's advocate. But we keep saying how we're supposed to play. You know, this is going to be game number five, right? No, game. I mean, you're not. You're, game number you're five. not wrong. How, you're how, not. <laughs> how 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 are we supposed to play? Because I haven't seen it. Well, you're not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong in that in that regard. I mean, I I agree. And 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 
the way we're supposed to play, in my opinion, I mean, again, we talked about it uh, earlier this week. You look at the way we ran the ball against Ohio, and you saw the way we threw against uh, Georgia Southern. All you got to do is take those two factors and combine them. That's our capability. And if you yeah. combine those two factors, man, this team can be unstoppable. But until we play like that, until we bring some consistency in all phases, you we're going to have these close games. That's, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest issue we have had through four seasons. I mean, through four games this season. We are horribly inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, in all, in all phases, right? In I mean, all phases. Issues across. Because, you know, you, I cause call, say, say what you will, the game against Texas, our defense was good. It gave us a chance to win, yeah. And then every other game after that, it's been, oh, well, you know, defense was okay. And then go back to the Texas game for the offense. The offense was atrocious. And every game since then, the offense has been okay. Well, Matt, Matt, on that note, okay, every interview that I've seen, every coach uh, question, con- uh, uh, press conference, whatever, they're all telling you, like everybody else this year and really half of last year, they're going to force Levi to beat you. Okay? Yeah, they're going sure. to beat them. They're going to force them. So they're telling you, we're not worried about their run game because we're going to sell out for the run. You're, we're going to have stack nine in the guys box in the box. And, yeah. yeah. So they're going, to, they're going to do that. So the question is, and, and to Jerry's point, it could, it could be one of those games where things get back on track. But in order for that to happen, Levi's going to have to have a good ball game. And, and I'm not talking about three bombs over the top. Sure, that was a, a key part in the win last week. And, of course, you want a quarterback that can scare you deep. Of course. And nobody ever said he couldn't. But where we have got to exploit and have got to improve is what we talk about every week. Up the hashes, up the seams, in the flat. We got to hit open receivers. Ten out of ten times. Not seven out of ten, not four out of ten. We have to exploit these defenses that are going to try to make Levi the, the weakest link. He has got to hit those receivers. And, and and I and I agree with you. Um, I, I think that's a huge aspect to what this team can do. However, I, I'm going to counter it a little bit by saying I think the biggest thing that we need to do from a Levi Lewis perspective, he just needs to make better decisions. I mean, yeah, how, how many that's how many one of the biggest issues on third down? How many times how many times this year have we seen him? you know, scramble out of the pocket and then backdrop 20 yards just to throw it away. Yeah. Well, I think you saw that with Billy's comments this week. I know anytime he is marginally critical of anything they do, he says we and not him or me or whatever. It's always we. And I appreciate that about Billy, by the way. Oh, for sure. But he you appreciate that about any coach. This week, yeah, but he basically told you this week, Levi's got to be better. You know, much to the chagrin of the pro Levi crowd, I know everybody's going to have a heart attack by me saying this. But Napier <laughs> told you, Napier told you, Levi's got to make better decisions. Number one, and he's got to execute better. Number two, yeah. Okay. Now and think, that that tells me that he's kind of fed up with it. Because well, think, the, the the biggest thing for me and Jerry, I'll I'll let you get no, your, go ahead, your go point ahead, out just ahead. after I say this. The, yeah. the the biggest thing for me is that nobody denies that Levi Lewis is the most athletic, if not very close to the top of the most athletic kids on the field 
every single week. Sure. So the thing is, well, is is when it's when it's a third and four, why why are we back dropping twenty yards just to dump it out when you could probably get the four yards with your feet? Just go get the first down. Yeah. Well, well, I think we're all kind of coming to a uh, a common denominator. Look, we all know Levi's special. Okay, talent wise, he's got it. The thing about him is his decision making. Okay, we know he can run. We know he can use his arm when he needs to. But the problem or the issue comes when he waits too long to decide on that. So what ends up happening? Well, he runs back 20 yards. Instead of just throwing it away on the spot, he waits and hesitates and throws it out of bounds anyway. Or he'll take a sack or or he'll run, but he'll wait too late to run the way he's got two linebackers in his face and he doesn't get the first down, you know, or he doesn't lower his shoulder. Uh, really what it comes down to with Levi is just his his – Ability to make decisions quicker. If he can just make his decisions a split second quicker, you'd be more effectiveness from him. And, and, and you know, I noticed that last season, and I've said it a few times before when, uh, in previous episodes about how Levi progressed as the season went on last year. Part of that had to do with his decision-making being faster, the ability to make quicker decisions, the ability to lower his shoulder and run when he had to and get the first down, the ability to hurry up and throw it away and not hold the ball for 10 seconds. And, I feel like he hasn't done that this year. I, I think that hopefully maybe with more experience this year he'll do it. But when he does make quicker decisions, you see things become more effective around him as well. So I, I hope he does do that. I hope starting tonight he can make those quicker decisions because I think something as small as that, just being a, a, a split second quicker on your decision-making, can go a very, very long way for the rest of your offense because, of course, they feed off of it. Yes. Agreed. And in D- D1 football, the, the big difference, the big jump from high school, we all know, is the speed of the game. He's got to be able to to kind of speed up, like you said, those decision-making. Now, look, I'm going to defend him a little bit, okay? His supporting cast has not helped him out. You know, you got Peter LeBlanc with like four or five drops already. I mean, that cannot happen. This guy was somebody that we thought we were going to really rely on this year. He's got to catch the football. Uh, uh, um uh, We've got, we've got uh, the tight end that we're not using. We talk about it all the time. Now, Johnny Lumpkin made a great catch on a good, a well-thrown ball, scored a touchdown last week. I am hoping and down on my knees praying to the good Lord that that gives them some confidence throwing to the tight end. It, it, maybe it's just something like as small as getting Johnny Lumpkin the ball, him making a catch, scoring a critical touchdown. Maybe that's all he needed to see it in, game, <laughs> in real-time action in a game. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, you know, wishful thinking. But we, we, the tight ends have got to be open. They got to do their jobs. Wide receivers got to catch the football. Offensive line has got to show up today. We need their best game of the year because if they don't play well, we cannot win. You guys understand that South Al, South Alabama gives up 55 yards a game on the ground. If Bowling Green went up to Minnesota and ran, ran the ball, okay, so this is not some chump defense. They, they really. First of all, they're really good. They have talent. The defensive line is very good, very solid, very uh, technique sound. They have good linebackers that eat up tackle. They do it the right way. Kane Womack, uh, uh, Womack is a former defensive coordinator and assistant. Uh, and, of course, you know uh, Batum, who's been all over the place. Everywhere he goes, defense has improved. So they, they have defensive-minded guys. They want to play defense over there. We have got to show up on well, both lines, really, but the offensive line uh, especially has got to play its best game of the year this 
uh, this Saturday. It has to happen. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't get much easier after this. So now's no, a good time. You're on, look, look, you're on the road against the team. Yes, they're on their high. But like you said earlier, Josh, they, they don't. I mean, they got a big, they got, they're 3-0. and I mean, they got that win against Bowling Green on the road, and, and Bowling Green went to Minnesota, if we're going to, you know, uh, talk about that. But I just feel like this is a game where it's a perfect setup for us to get things to click. Um, what better way than to go on the road in a conference game against a team that has so much adrenaline going for them and momentum as a, you know, uh, as a team that's doing a wide out and, have had expecting a big crowd and, and what better way to to respond than to play the complete capable game that we're that we've all known us to be capable of. Uh, I I personally think if we go in there and play you know, play complimentary football and play in all three phases and win that game in that environment, that's the most impressive thing we've done all year, yep. if we can do that. But I, I really don't know if this is the, the game or the spot because South Alabama is going to try to muddy up the game. They're going to try to make it messy. They're, they're going to be the equivalent of like a, I don't know, like just a gritty defensive basketball team like Syracuse playing in the, in the old week. Like that is the type of game that I'm expecting. Just gritty, you know, make it messy. Nothing's going to be pretty about this game. That's kind of what I'm feeling. You guys feel the same way? Yeah. No, I mean, that that's spot on. Um, South Al is going to do everything that they can to obviously, like you said, make make it messy, but that kind of swings everything into their favor. Um, and so I, I think they're going to do everything that they can to make this a defensive battle and to make it a physical defensive battle because they know that if that's the case, they win the game. Well, if you, if you look at even in spite of our, our series record, you know, we've won the last five, but outside of last season where we won 38 to 10, you look at most of our matchups or most of our games in the past, it's exactly what you described, Josh. I mean, no South Alabama win that we've had has come easy outside of last season. Um, there have been times where we've looked sloppy as can be and found a way to grind out a win. Um, and that's happened. I mean, I, I want to say that's happened just about every time we've played them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be like that again tonight. And we're going to have to be on our P's and Q's to, to come out with a win. So, obviously, um, we're very excited about our own Raging Cajuns football game tonight. But just looking at the schedule of other games around the country today, what games are you guys most excited for? Well, this schedule is stacked today. Probably might be the best one until we have playoff time. But, uh, I'm watching. I'm watching Stetson Bennett, a former Cajun. Yeah, I was about to say, I've got that one on right now as well. Yeah, tossing it around for the old Uga Bulldogs. I mean, dude, that's. Can you imagine if that guy would have ended up over here? I mean, unreal. But uh, yeah, I mean that. Obviously, Arkansas. The Arkansas Georgia game is the easy one. You got Ole Miss, the best team in the SEC, against Alabama, the former best team in the SEC. You got ULM is gonna go beat Coastal. Uh, somebody's gonna beat Tech today. I don't remember who it is. NC State, I think, is who it is. Uh, LSU is gonna lose to Bo Nix and uh, War Damn Eagle. Well, no, actually, so today's gonna be a great football game. Actually, Bo Nix is not starting for Auburn tonight. Oh, is that right? It's T.J. Finley. 
Wow. Even better. Uh, right. <laughs> For, former LSU <laughs> quarterback beats LSU at Tiger yeah, Stadium. Yeah. Can you imagine if he goes he goes and has a game? Oh, my God. That would be a homecoming for sure. I know that uh, I'm very excited about uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm actually going to watch. Yeah, some of the dude, games the over head out the mobile. The over under is seventy nine and a half. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Wow. The over under for that game is seventy nine and a half. Can you imagine ever having an Alabama game with an over under around eighty? And, and, and I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say this. Cincinnati and Notre Dame is my, my favorite game of the day. I am not a betting man. But, however, I'm looking at this Alabama line of minus 15. And uh, give me the Rebels. Because... They're giving Alabama 15. No, Alabama's giving 15? Alabama, the, the line is Alabama minus 15. And the game's in T-Town? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! I'll, I'll give me the rebels. Give me the rebels, man. Fifteen? Are you serious? No way, Bama wins by fifteen. No way. Oh my gosh! No way. No, that's that's wild. You see, yeah. I told you Vegas is wrong a lot. The Cincinnati Notre Dame game that that's going to be a great one as well. Um, let's see. Still, for, for the time being, still repping the G five. So I'm all about Cincinnati. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Next week is going to be a, a well, fun we- week too. I'm, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a promise right here right now, and you guys can timestamp it. Cajun Nation, you heard it here first. If the Warhawks go to Myrtle Beach as 30 point underdogs and pull off a win, I will not talk smack on ULM for the rest of the season. Okay. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. I will go buy a Warhawk shirt and post it to the Raging Review account, and I'll wear it. I don't know, maybe three times next week. Okay. Same. Yeah. I'll do it too. How about that? If ULM beats Coastal Carolina, we all buy Warhawks gear and post it on Twitter. Deal. We're all Warhawks this, this Saturday. Deal. And some people are going to get mad about that, and they'll say, oh, we need to play a ranked Coastal team. No, we don't. Screw them. Screw that. that, that We're not going to play Coastal anyway. Well, I mean, in, in theory, they would be the, the Western Division, or sorry, Eastern Division champ. So that's what that's what people are saying, but no, 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 no. no, no. We're gonna beat. We're that. gonna beat App. <laughs> we're gonna beat App. App's gonna beat Coastal, and then we're gonna play App and Lafayette. Well, I, I, that's that's for next week. But I don't know. I don't know if I, I think that. But either way, we'll we'll discuss all that next week. Anything for else sure. before uh, we wrap up this pregame show? Um. Yeah, man. Just everybody, if you're going to Mobile, be safe on the road. If not, uh, kick off at seven o'clock. Tune at the ESPN Plus, and uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm ripping the Raging Review gear right now. Um, and I, uh, I'm, I'll, unfortunately, I'm going to be a, a, a kind of an outcast tonight because I got, I don't have a, a black Raging Cajun shirt, so I'm going to be wearing my red. But um, just everybody in Mobile, be safe, have a good time, cheer loud. We want to let's make let's make well, Hancock Whitney Cajun field away from home. Jerry, you knew that this game was going to be a blackout. Why didn't you go buy a black UL shirt? I know, man. I know. I'm slacking. I'm slacking. Shame on you. I got, I got, I got something. Uh, Jerry, it didn't say this. But he's going to be on the sideline for the game, and we're going to be uploading videos and pictures to. The Raging Review Instagram. Yeah. So everybody go check that out because we're trying to beef that up and uh, get more followers there so we can 
continue to spread the gospel of Raging Cajun sports. Absolutely. So hit us up on the gram at Raging Review Podcast. At on the gram. Josh, Josh hey man, is I so. Can talk the lingo, brother. Yeah, Josh is so in it, y'all. It's crazy. I do it for the gram, dog. He's hip. Get he's with it. He, yeah, he, he's yeah. woke. He's woke. <laughs> it's all about it. All about. It. Now we're. Uh, no, I will be there. I'll do everything I can to get some good. Uh, some good video for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm gonna see if I can work my camera skills, but I can't promise that. Uh, hopefully, the weather's good the way we can do it. So, like, we get some crystal clear images. But uh, I'll uh, I'll do my best, and I'll uh, hopefully get you guys some good. Some good stuff to post on the gram, as Josh called it. We'll be back in about 12 hours with the Rage and Review post-game show. Be safe. Be well. Jerry, enjoy the game. Cajun Nation, you guys enjoy the game as well. And like I said, we'll be back after the game with a post-game show. As always, go Cajuns.